Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and a very special guest. By way of Charlotte, North Kakalaka, he is with Rosegate Mortgage. He is a three-year veteran of the mortgage industry. He funded $30 million last year. He's on pace to fund $50 million this year. He is my new friend, Grant Hall. Grant, welcome to TLOP, homie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Happy thanks to be for, here. Thanks for coming down. This is such an exciting story. Um, do you want to tell it or should I? How did you and I get connected? I actually reached out to you over LinkedIn. You did. Yep. You reached out to me, um, fan of the show, right? Big fan. Fan of the show, reached out to me. He's like, dude, I want to, you actually want to get your boss on. Yep. You're like, I want to get my boss on TLOP. He's yep. an awesome guy. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, let's consider that. What makes your, 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 your boss, by the way, shout out to Bryce. Bryce, an awesome guy. And you started telling me the ways, but then I started asking you questions. I'm like, I don't know, Grant. I think I want to have you on the show. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I thank you for taking the time. And maybe if Bryce is cool enough, we'll have him on too. True. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let you sell me on why that is. Okay. But I love the fact that you flew down from Charlotte to Orlando, Florida to be on T-Lot because, well, fact be known, I sometimes get shit from our fans because they said, oh, you don't highlight or spotlight the broker community enough. I'm like, I love the broker community. I have a ton of friends who are mortgage brokers. Yep. They're like, yeah, but how come all the top producers you bring on work for banks or independent mortgage bankers? I'm like, I don't know. Those are the people that I know. Mm -hmm. So when I saw the numbers that you were putting up and that you worked for a mortgage brokerage, I was like, hell yes. How do we kill two birds with one stone? That's right. So here's my goal today. My goal is that I'm going to pick your brain. Okay. Because you're three years in the industry. That's right. You're putting up the numbers you're putting up, and people want to be like you. And if they don't want to be like you, I'm going to tell them they should want to <laughs> be like you. And we're going to talk about how did you, A, choose the mortgage industry, and then B, where did you start? How did you get to where you are now? What keeps you motivated? And then maybe I'm going to ask you to give some tips, tricks, and suggestions. Okay. Some people have been at this for 15 years, and they're not where you are, but they want to get to where you are. Yep. Some people just got their license yesterday, and they want to become the next you. <laughs> we cool with that? Yeah. Sounds awesome. great to me. Any questions for me before we get started? No, not really. It was great catching up with you over lunch and excited to dive into it. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, um, Grant and Bryce brought in a shout out to Latin Square. Square, Latin Square. It's in Orlando, Florida. I've never had their food. Their black beans and rice were the bomb. Yep, right in downtown, great spot. Yeah, so uh, they brought it, sat down with me, JC. We broke some bread, talked some shop, That's right. ate some lunch, and now, uh, now we're gonna do this. You're with Rosegate Mortgage. Yep. Some people are like, oh my gosh, there he goes again talking about Rosegate. <laughs> Other people are like, who the hell is Rosegate? Well, Rosegate is a up and coming mortgage operation out of Charlotte. But here's why I love Rosegate. This is so selfish of me. Why? Because they're bringing me up to their market in August, August 24th. They're sponsoring it. They're bringing in their friends from United Wholesale. They have, you'll have another sponsor helping out too, right? A, a local attorney? Yep. Norwood, Armstrong, and Stokes. They're a great local closing attorney in Charlotte. They also serve as South Carolina as well. So. Beautiful. So they have some sponsors. I'm flying up there. JC's flying up there. We're bringing my man, Brett Young. United Wholesale's flying someone down. Who's United going to fly down for this event? Alan Baydoon. So he runs the entire sales division at United Wholesale. Shout out to Alan. It's going to be a four-hour loan officer mastermind. Like think yep. sales rally. Four hours, it's free. Well, it's not free to Rosegate, and yep. it's not free to <laughs> other people. But on, but thanks to Rosegate and their sponsors, it's free. 
and we're doing it at a brewery. Yeah, we're super excited for it. We think it's going to be awesome and just a good way to, you know, intermingle with local loan officers and learn best practices and continue to perfect our craft. So. What's the brewery? It's uh, Norfolk Hall, right, Brian? Yeah, Norfolk yeah. Hall. Yep. yep. Yeah, I should know that. It's on the invite. Mm-hmm. And the invite, if you're looking for it, like, hey, how do I get invited to this? Do me a huge favor. Go to TLOPonline.com. Y'all, that's TLOP. TLOP stands for the Loan Officer Podcast. Yep. TLOPonline.com. Brand new website. It is freaking amazing. It is branch manager in a box for anyone in the mortgage industry. Scroll down. Scroll down past the video of me. Mm-hmm. Right below it, it says where we'll be next. And you'll see August 24th. You can click there. You can register. It's a free event. Um, obviously, it's first come, first serve because the venue will only hold so many people. But we look forward to seeing you there. Yeah. And that's maybe where you're thinking, like, how, how have I heard of Rosegate before? Well, I've been talking about them for the past month because we're super excited about this upcoming event. Yeah, should be awesome. Very cool. Have you had a chance to go to tlaponline.com yet? I have. It looks great. They just... Uh, you guys made some upgrades to your website. It's super functional, and I just think it's a great resource for us as loan officers to utilize it and take advantage of what you guys are putting out there for us. Well, thank you. You could have just lied to me, like, nah, man, nah, I have <laughs> no, not been no, to it serious. yet, but I heard great things. Yeah, being but serious. there you go. Very cool. Well, thank you for that. Well, so let's get started. Okay. You are born and raised North Carolina. Yep, right? Charlotte. Charlotte, North Carolina. You're a gamecock, right? Mm-hmm. So that means you do not like Clemson. Well, no, I don't. My sister actually went there. It's kind of funny. So. Okay, so you get along with your sister, but still yeah. you're not like a big Dabo fan. No, no. All right, at you're all. not wearing the orange. No. All right, very cool. Yeah. So you're a South Carolina Gamecock. Is your first profession mortgage, or what did you, what did you do prior to mortgage? Yeah, I was actually um, I worked for a sport and entertainment marketing agency in Charlotte. That's actually what my dad does. He owns a sports marketing company in Charlotte. Okay. Has for the last 25 years. Like he represents athletes or his is more like apparel and licensing? Uh, he works with a lot of brands or suppliers at retail and then kind of integrates those brands um, into sports, whether it be college football, whatever it might be. Okay. So he put together campaigns where you know, like a road to a national championship that's sponsored by Dr. Pepper, whoever it might be, drives sales at retail and then also integrates that brand into college sports. Oh, that or sounds fun. whatever sport it might be. That sounds fun. What yep. happened? The old man fired you? <laughs> no, sounds like, no. That sounds like a really I, fun gig. I think I want that one. I actually have never worked for my dad. Okay. Um, I work for another marketing agency in Charlotte. Okay. Kind of a competitor, small company. Um, but my dad planted a mold, didn't yeah. he? Dad's like, no, hey, come here, Grant. No. Let me plant you into my competitor. <laughs> you can feed me intel. No, they're in different lanes. So. Okay. But yeah, it was a great place to start and worked on a really good account there at that company. Learned from a lot of really good leaders. And I think I developed some pretty good sales skills at that company because, I mean, at the end of the day, they were having to sell brands to work with our agency. And, yeah, it was just a great first spot for me. So that was your first gig coming out of college. That's I wish right. You studied marketing then. I did. Okay. And then you parlayed it into the mortgage industry. Yeah. What prompted that? Was it the refi boom of 2020? No, it was not. That's a great question. Um, so I actually, me and Bryce went to the same high school. Bryce oh, okay. is, our, is our the owner of our company. Him and his dad are 50-50 partners. That's Bryce and Brad, right? Bryce and Brad Bradley. Okay. Yep. So um, I've known their family. Is Bryce's dad really Brad Bradley? Or <laughs> is it like Richard, but he grew up with everyone calling him Brad because his last name is Bradley, so it just stuck? Yeah, it's just a true nickname. His, okay. his actual name is Charles. Okay, so, very cool. Yeah. 
but kind of funny. Everybody always asks about that. Yeah. He's, so, so a high school buddy of yours. Yeah. So we actually weren't, didn't really know each other too well in high school. He was three years older than me. Okay. We, the only reason I knew him was because we both played baseball, small, uh, private school in Charlotte. And I just knew the Bradley family and had the utmost respect for him. And I knew Brad's past history in the mortgage business. He started and sold two different, uh, wholesale mortgage companies and it's been out of the business for 10 years and then him and Bryce decided to start Rosegate and I was actually the first hire at Rosegate I just kind of took a chance and believed in what their motto was and their vision and just took a leap of faith I was 25 years old it was in the middle of COVID um, so I just I went for it and it was best decision I've ever made besides marrying my wife yeah t- 20 <laughs> 25 nothing to lose yep um, out of curiosity, because it was in the middle of COVID, were you displaced at your previous employer because of COVID, or you were still gainfully employed? Gainfully employed. I was loved where I was at. I wasn't looking to leave. I just heard that they were looking to bring on one person. They didn't want anybody with prior mortgage experience to come in with bad habits as they're you know, just starting the company. They needed somebody young to get in there and kind of help them with anything they might need, and then also learn the business as well. So, How did you learn the business? Bryce. Wow. He taught me everything. Okay. Yep. How did Bryce learn the business? His dad. I mean, he also learned it on his own. He's yeah. worked at a non-QM lender uh, in Charlotte before that and also originated uh, for actually a company down here in Florida. Okay. So so Bryce had some experience. Therefore, Bryce said, hey, let me take you underneath my wing. Yep. Let me let me teach you, but then I want to be able to wind you up and let you go. Exactly. What What were those first 12 months like for you? Like, and I, I'm going to ask what they were like for you, but I want you to almost answer it back to me mm-hmm. as if you're giving advice to somebody who's trying to get through their first 12 months. Yeah, um, that's a good question. It was a lot. Um, it can be intimidating at first, but if you surround yourself with the right people, and I would say kind of what was different for me than what I see from other people is... I got very into it, almost like a technician, and just studied the business really well. Studied those price breaks, studied the guidelines. Where did you find the guidelines? Was it from your AE? Because you're a broker, so as a broker, I try to teach my broker clients, like, lean on your AE, whether it's at United Wholesale or Rocket or Freedom or Flagstar or any other AEs that are out there. That's right. You leaned on your AEs for, for training. Yeah, exactly, and then also I just, was a sponge with Bryce, um, loop, was looped in on every single call that he did, uh, learned about his confidence and conviction that he had with each client. And as I was kind of intimidated and didn't necessarily know how to best speak to clients, he kind of reinforced that confidence for me. Hey, you're in the mortgage business and you're getting business because people know, like, and trust you and just have that confidence. And we have your back at Rosegate and we're here to support you. So I think that really gave me that opportunity of growth because I knew that I had that support behind me and I just kind of went for it with my network in Charlotte and just organically grew out my referral based business. I love it. So you're in your first 12 months, Mm -hmm. probably a little bit scared, a little bit nervous, unsure of yourself, found yourself a really awesome mentor who believed in you that was able to be your rock. Mm -hmm. But then you just said something that I, I, you would have thought I paid you to say it, but I didn't. Um, Truth be told, they paid for themselves to fly down here to be on the show, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but I would have paid you twenty dollars to to say what you said about your network. You leveraged your network. Yep. 
explain to the audience, what does that mean? You leveraged your, your network because you're, you're 12 months into this. You may have mm -hmm. only closed a couple loans or you're in your first 12 months. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've closed only a couple loans. Bryce is telling you, no, man, you're, you're known and respected by this community. Yeah. Go out there and ask them to trust you. What did you do? Well, I found out just how unique it was for me. Every person that I would talk to, they thought it was so unique that I was actually born and raised in Charlotte. Okay. Charlotte's one of those cities where a lot of people move in from out of state. So I thought, hey, you know, I, I have a lot of connections here, a lot of really good people that can warm up intros for me and just continue to organically grow my network in Charlotte, local boots on the ground. So I think it's just leveraging, hey, I'm born and raised in Charlotte. I came back here for my professional career. I know the market and I'm with a really good company that has, you know, at that time, a lot of capacity to really service each and every deal that I got. Were, so. were you asking your circle of influence to refer you actual business or are you asking them to refer you referral sources uh, or a, little, a combo of both? A little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. So for instance, you know, if I had a close person that I know in Charlotte, I could give them a call and say, Hey, I'm new to the mortgage business, you know, kind of humble myself and say, I'm really trying to grow my book of business. And who was the realtor that you worked with to buy your house? Would you be open to maybe connecting me with them? So just kind of making small connections like that from the people that I already know in my network is really what helped me a lot. And then also I have a, had some good relationships with financial advisors and, and realtors in the city already. So I just tried every way I could to warm up all those introductions and really find any way I could to, to get business from them as well. How many phone calls do you think you were making on a day or per week? Not a lot, actually. Okay. Um, I would, I tried to set it out early on, like in my first 12 months to have 10 meaningful phone calls a day. Okay. So, so that's a good number. Yeah, that was my goal. A lot of people, especially in our business, when I first started, it was very transactional, very refinance heavy. So I kind of pulled back a little bit and said, hey, I'm going to set a goal for 10 calls a day that are actually meaningful. And I'm going to, you know, ask about their family, ask about how they're doing, and then try to set up, you know, a meeting in person was ultimately the goal. Um, so that face-to-face -face interaction is so important. Yeah, us. you had some people back when you were getting started, they were cranking out calls to leads. Yep. You weren't calling leads. Nope. You were calling human beings that knew you or knew of you. That's right. And then you leveraged a real relationship. Yep. Something that's going to pay you for decades. Exactly. Very cool. So in that first year, what do you think you funded? Or do you know? That first year, I... <laughs> I actually did did pretty well. In I mean, the first whatever year. it is, we're going to divide by two because it was a COVID year. But yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I think my first year, so that my first full year would have been 2021. I okay. think I, I think I funded uh, right at 20 million. Wow. How yeah. many units is that in Charlotte? Roughly. Is that uh, like 70? Yeah, units? 70 to 80. 70 to 80. Yeah. I do, was you, just, do you remember your refi mix? Uh, back then, it was probably about 60, 40. Purchase was 60, refi was 40. Good for you. So mm -hmm. early on in your career, you did have a really good mentor. Yep. Because 01, uh, 01, wow, my date and my <laughs> By the way, I was not in the mortgage business in 01. I was still in college in 01. But in 2021, which was a big refi year, yep. there was lots of low-hanging fruit for you to chase. I'm sure you could have yep. purchased leads and mm -hmm. cranked out a bunch of refis. You still did 60, 40, 60% yep. purchase, 40% refi roughly 75 units, yep. 20 million. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's phenomenal. Yeah, I like, appreciate that. Like that is really awesome. Then you went from 20 million to 32 million. Yep. 
when everyone else was going from 20 million down to 10 million. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's talk about that. Because mm -hmm. I'm assuming, I'm just a big assumption here, when you funded $20 million in 2021, and you're younger than I am, good chance that's probably the most income you've earned in one year. <laughs> yeah. Probably more income than you thought you would earn in general, or at least not until you're maybe in your 40s. Yes. and had rose the ranks of whatever marketing career that you had chose. Correct. Unless you were gonna go out and become a successful entrepreneur, at which point, kind of like becoming an LO, your income is, yeah. is at that point un, unmatched. But um, what motivated you to go from 20 to 32? So many others would have been like, oh, I'm fine if I go back down to 15. Right, um, that's a really good question. Um, I would just say it's the, the leadership and the support at Rosegate. Um, I worked directly with Bryce as my leader, and he always pushed me and challenged me. I think that a challenge that I've had to overcome in this business is my prospecting efforts. So a lot of times, hey, I do such a good job on that deal, I can organically get a referral from a specific deal without having to prospect. So he really challenged me on the prospecting front. Hey, you're doing a great job on your deals, but you also, although you're closing five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 loans a month, you need to go out and meet new realtors, make new relationships because we got you here at Rosegate and we can support your loans. And a lot of times I would always get in my loans and um, just trying to pull out a little bit more and continue to grow those partnerships and just have that confidence that we are the best place to get a mortgage, we believe in Charlotte and try to get that out to as many people as possible. So I just had that mentality and instead of looking month to month, I just kind of see this as my career, you know, and things will fall in how they're supposed to. So I love it. I mean, here's what I hear. You have, you have not had, you have a great coach. I do. You have a great mentor, mm -hmm. someone who doesn't let you just rest on your laurels, someone who does push you. That's right. Um, because yeah, 20 million is fun, but 32 million is more fun. Yep. And 50 million is even more fun. Yeah. Especially if you think about like you are changing lives. Mm -hmm. right? You are a financial literacy coach to your clients. Exactly. At least I think of you that way. Yeah. Do you think of yourself that way? For sure. And I, I, a big portion of my business is first-time buyers. Um, so that's my favorite is that educational piece and making sure that they're comfortable and excited and just help them in any way possible to get that, that dream house that they've been working for instead of paying $2,500 a month in rent in Charlotte. Yeah. What do you think sets you apart? Like you, you, you as Grant the L.O., Right, you work for an awesome mortgage company, but you, mm -hmm. why do you think your clients resonate with you or your realtors really want to re refer you? Um, I really do think it's my work ethic and okay. my responsiveness. Um, I like to always say I'm available on nights and weekends when I know a lot of other people in our business work the Monday through Friday, eight to five. So I just think it's that personal touch of, hey, I'm in their corner at all times, whether it be the realtor or the client to help them buy that house and, and really help the realtor as well grow their business because they're relying so much on me to make sure that they're approved, they're comfortable before they submit that offer. So, and then I also think it's just, I have a, uh, we've created an internal, it's called a domination tracker. So I have a huge mentality that if you get a deal in and that deal goes under contract and you're actually working that loan, you have to dominate that loan every single time. Um, just because I always say you can lose a partner 10 times quicker than you got that partner in the first place. So then how do you dominate? Um, a lot of different ways, just staying on top of everything, uh, good communication, uh, keeping the listing agent and the buying agent involved, 
developing a relationship with the closing attorney. A lot of people don't do that, and that could be a huge referral source for you or a good way to get your name out as well. Do me a favor. Will you repeat that? <laughs> Just about the closing attorney. Yeah. Closing attorneys are a great source for you to grow your business. It is crazy. Um, and I'm going to speak firsthand as an originator. If you ask me, like people love to ask, well, Dustin, what are some of the mistakes you made in your career? I'm like, well, my career and my life, mm -hmm. there are way too many. I can't remember yeah. them, right? But like anytime I have something that, that, that resonates as a mistake, it's usually an opportunity right. mistake, right? It's an opportunity cost, something I didn't do. Not, sure. not necessarily something I did. Yep. I'm, I own things I've done. Dumb, you know, failures, cool. But what I have a hard time owning are my opportunity costs. Mm -hmm. You know, one of it was, gosh, I wish I would have started a homeowner's insurance company or invested in one 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. When I look at the number of loans that, that my mortgage operation has written over the past decade, thinking we could, could have captured 10 or 15% of those policies and then cross sold some of them into auto policies. Sure. Think about what that would be worth today. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like a seven figure opportunity cost on my end yep. that today I'm gonna try to change that, but I wish I could go back in time and change it. But as an LO, I never properly worked the closing company. Mm -hmm. Dude, I love title reps. I will coach and teach loan officers to partner with title reps or closing attorneys all day long to throw events, to, sure. to market to realtors, et mm -hmm. cetera. But loan officers, he said it, I'm repeating it. I made him repeat it himself because it's this important. When you're proactively communicating to the agents involved, do not forget about the title agent or the company or the closer on the other end. That's right. That closer knows realtors. That closer knows transactions that are currently going sideways that you could potentially slide in and rescue. And we as LOs, at least me as an LO, that was a massive opportunity for sure cost i i had over a hundred transactions a year every single year since 2006 yeah yet i can't name you one time that i made a sales call which to me a status update call is a sales call mm -hmm. i made a proactive call usually i call them when i needed something like hey where in the hell's the title order you know yeah. like my process is all down my, my throat because i don't have the title order back from you uh but yes um fantastic that your domination, when I hear you explain it, is proactive communication. Right. And I, we develop kind of a strategy with each loan. I like to say every loan that you get, you have an opportunity to turn one into four. So wow. What, what I mean by that is, hey, you have that one loan and you have four potential referral sources out of that deal. That's the buying agent. That's the listing agent. That's another piece that mm. a lot of loan officers neglect is keeping the listing agent updated. Lowest hanging fruit. Yeah, it's so easy. Uh, the closing agent and the attorney and just their office in general. Mm. I mean, you can go to the closing, you can meet their team, you can shake their hands and they know your face, know your name, know the company. And then also the client themselves. They can refer you their friends, their family members, whatever it might be. So a lot of people just see, oh, I'm gonna close this one deal and make this paycheck. No, that one deal is actually potentially for future deals if you do it right. So and with that borrower, just keep in mind uh, for the audience, not to you, I'll be preaching to the choir if I, was teaching, if I was telling you this, Grant, but when you're talking to your borrowers, they don't know that you want the referrals. Right. They don't. Like, mm -hmm. don't assume they know this. Mm -hmm. Like, have some kind of a script that you use where you just say to them, hey, look, I loved working with you. Mm -hmm. Here's what I found in my life. Birds of a feather flock together. That means if I like you, I probably like the people you know. Yep. And if I liked working with you, I'm like working with them. Can you do me a favor? 
I'm done having to work with people I don't like. I really only want yeah. to work with people like you. Mm-hmm. Can you make sure that anytime you hear of one of your friends needing a lender, that you give them my name and number? Right. Right. That's my way of asking for a referral without it being overly aggressive. Yep. And I kind of use my own humor to um, soften up the approach, but I'm also being honest and heartfelt because I do like working with fun people. Yeah. I don't like working with a-holes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we call it the the give and the get. Okay. Um, so post-closing, once again, a lot of people neglect to do this, is call on the client and you know ask about how the move's going. And then the give, we like to provide some value. Hey, remember, your first payment is on this date. Hey, I'm going to send you a link to set up your, your first payment and auto payments as well. Is there anything you need from me? So that's the give. You're providing value and showing that you actually care post-closing. And then the get is, hey, you can then ask for a referral, friends, family, um, they know any realtors, whatever it might be, just a way to nurture that client that you just did a great job for. Yeah, so. no, I, I absolutely love that. I don't know if you, you all probably follow this. It sounds like you're well-trained, very process-oriented, in tune, but like we even teach our loan officers and really the loan officers through, through the, the coaching program that we offer over at, at TLOP Online but it's like there's three different opportunities to get a referral from your yep. borrower. Mm-hmm. You do it at the introduction, like pre-qual, pre-approval, mm-hmm. when you feel like you've won them over and they're like, oh my gosh, super excited, they're gonna go find a house. At that time, you remind them about their reticular activator and how mm-hmm. it's turned on. Then at clear to close. Yep, that's a big at one. At clear to close is a great time to say, hey, we have you approved. Who do you know that we should be approving for their home purchase? Yep. And then yes, the first payment call. I love first payment calls. I love hearing that you all do first payment calls. Absolutely. It's the easiest phone call to make. Yeah. It, I mean, it's like, hey, by the way, looking out for you. I know it's a confusing time. You've been moving. Just want to remind you that your payment's coming up and and you guys take it one step further with helping them get set up on, on auto payment. I think, think that's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. How about some learning opportunities? So if, if you look back over the past three years, knowing what you know now, right? Because you, you have those 200 transactions underneath your belt. I teach and coach loan officers, as you probably know, I, I tell them until you've done 10 transactions, you don't even deserve to wear the name LO as on your name badge. <laughs> exactly. Until yep. you do 50, you won't really know what you're doing. You won't be good until 100 and you're not an expert until you've done 200. Just yep. kind of what I've learned, you know, for the past almost 20 years now. Sounds about right. But you're at that point. Hey, 200 loans mm-hmm. you're coming up on it. If you're not there yet, you're pretty darn close. Yep. Coming up on, on, on that milestone, you are the expert, but you're an expert within three years of service. Looking back, talking to yourself three years ago, what what's some advice you would give yourself knowing everything you know now? Whew, that's a really good question. I would say, man, I would say just, a lot of times, like I said, a fault of mine was getting too into my business. Mm-hmm. So working in my business instead of working on my business. So I would say, hey, when I did get that opportunity in, don't be so obsessive over it. Know that your company has your back and they're there to support you. And you have to set aside time in your schedule. Maybe you do front half of the day, you work in your business, in the loans, and then force yourself to pull out the back half of the day and work on your business, on strategy, on scale, on growth. Because a lot of times you can just get so caught up, oh, I'm closing you know, four loans this month. I can just kind of nurse these loans. I'm gonna get a, a good paycheck and you know, I don't need to go out and prospect. But every single day you have to find time, whether it's you know, a 30 minute call block, 
whatever it might be that forces you into working on your business and continuing to scale it. So that's probably what I struggled with in my first three years was just being so obsessive over each deal I got that I wasn't working on my business and thinking big picture. Yeah, what motivates you? What keeps you motivated? <sighs> Another good question. I, you know, I think it's just probably, probably my family, my wife, um, and I just love what I do, really. And I'm it makes from, it easy, right? Like, yeah. like when you love what you do, it makes it easy. Yep. And you're a competitor. And right? I mean, you're an athlete, yeah. right? So you're, you're a natural competitor. I'd say the biggest thing that motivates me as well is I joined Rosegate. I was the first hire. I was, you know, the third, fourth person in the door. And now we're scaling and growing, you know, have about 35 employees, 21, 22 producing loan officers. Who's nipping at your heels? Who's coming for you? <laughs> We have a girl named Brittany Morris. Okay, Brittany. Uh, yeah, Brittany. We see you. Brittany's doing some some big things. She's great at, she's the, the queen at working on her business while I'm the king at working in my business. Okay. Like I just said. Yeah. So she's very good at, you know, realtor partnerships and thinking big picture. Brittany, I think he just called you out for your sloppy loan files, but <laughs> he didn't say that I did. No, I'm joking, no, no, by no. the way. I do not know Brittany and Grant did not say that, <laughs> but. No, but she's great. But yeah, like I said, I think that just working for that small company and actually feeling like I'm playing a big role yeah. in the company growth is, is really motivating. So I help with strategy and kind of that boots on the ground perspective from the loan officer point of view. So managers who are tuned in right now, mm -hmm. I just heard one word, empowerment, empower your people. That's right. Grant's been empowered and that empowerment, cause you, dude, you could have stopped at 20, 30 million. That's a great income. What a great life you're providing for you and your wife. Yep. Right? Like you could have stopped there. Like, no, I'm not stopping. And I asked you what, what motivates you and your answer is like, I love what I do. I love who I do it with. And you didn't say this, but what I heard is, and I just don't want to let them down or myself down. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you got Brittany chomping at your heels. So you, yeah. you got to keep that distance. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Grant, if people wanted to get a hold of you, learn more about you, your story, mm -hmm. possibly pick your brain, how accessible are you? And, and what's your favorite uh, uh, form of communicating? Yeah. Good question. Very accessible. I, I work a lot through my cell phone. I'm not going to say it here, but just connect with me. I mean, on if LinkedIn. you want to, you can. <laughs> but if you don't feel like it, I totally understand yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah, just connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, it's Grant Hall, work for Rosegate Mortgage. Um, and if you want to you know, have a phone conversation, just send me a message on LinkedIn. I'll give you my number. And okay. Yeah, we'll go from there. I like that. You know what's crazy about podcasts versus like a live radio show? A live radio show doesn't have shelf life. Yeah. Podcast has shelf life. You fast forward three years mm -hmm. and then someone comes back and finds this episode and they tune in. Now all of a sudden you're getting a phone call. Maybe at a time in your life you're like, oh, well, I was back then readily yeah. accessible to take strangers' phone yeah, calls, true, but true. now I'm not. <laughs> so yeah, LinkedIn, that's honestly, it's my favorite uh, platform. It's a great tool. Um, Instagram's pretty easy for me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm on Instagram enough at the Loan Officer Podcast. Yeah. But on LinkedIn, I'm like first name Dustin, last name Owen. At this point, I'm hard to miss on LinkedIn. Sure. So you're Grant Hall. Yep. And if there's multiple Grant Halls, look for the one that's with Rosegate Mortgage. Correct. Yep. Awesome. Are you going to be at the event on August 24th? I will, for nice. sure. Nice. So yeah. I get to have a beer with you. Yep, you will. Uh, on August 24th at the Loan Officer Sales Mastermind sponsored by Rosegate Mortgage. Great. Grant Hall, thank you so much for A, being a fan of the show, for tuning in, for flying your happy rear end down <laughs> to Orlando, Florida and for being a guest on the Loan Officer yeah, Podcast. Thanks for having me. Appreciate well, th it. This is all the time we have for y'all today. We look forward to catching you on the next episode. Sounds great.